If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable, priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear, nothing shows on the back of your ear, and at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case, and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number, call now. 800-278-1738 That's 800-278-1738 Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern, and Saturday mornings with the Jim Valley. At 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 Eastern, and we got a lot to get into here today. It is Monday and we're live. We are not up on video yet, but uh, hopefully a lot of you listening along on the Sports Byline USA Broadcasting Network, the mightier 1090 a.m. and many other places. Last night was AW Forbidden Door, and we got a lot to talk about coming out of that show because the show was great. One of the matches was an absolute all-timer. The um, main event, excellent match, although one of the problems with the show was the the injuries on the show. And, uh, you know, the, the only real injury that we can 100% confirm is that Brian Danielson has a broken arm. Kenny Omega got dropped on his head, appears to be okay. Sting got clonked in the head and appears to be okay. But we don't know if they are actually okay. I guess it'll uh, it'll depend on if they're checked out. Sting is scheduled to wrestle on Wednesday, so the presumption is that he is all right. But uh, those were some scary moments on an otherwise excellent show. We're going to go over all of the results for you here on the program, talk about some backstage notes and a lot of other details as well. And we'll get your feedback on the show. What did you think? 425-780-7566 is the phone number. That is 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com and at Brian Alvarez on Twitter. We also have a lot of other news. The Raw show is coming up tonight. And uh, this is interesting because the SmackDown show on Friday, we read a preview of the show on Friday. And the show came and uh, three of the matches didn't take place because somebody showed up and rewrote the entire show. Was it a one-off? Or is this going to be the way things are from here on out? I guess we're going to find out. We'll talk about that and so much more. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, billing, and more. So you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com go to learn more. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-345-2789. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Providers help thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-345-2789. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-345-2789. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-345-2789. 800-345-2789. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153 That's 800-943-2153. Are you looking to sell your house? Call 1-800-SELL-FAST to request a free all-cash offer. We can buy your house in days, and you don't even have to clean or fix anything. There are no commissions or closing costs, no agents, no open houses, and no banks to deal with. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST or visit sellfast.com to request your cash offer. There's no obligation. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST. That's 1-800-735-5327. Or visit sellfast.com to get your free cash offer. SellFast is a home buyer referral service. Each office independently owned and operated. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Well, we're back here on the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. I have no answer as to what is going on with video. But hey, we are here on the audio stream. It's a radio uh, show. Yeah, it's a radio show. This is old school. And if you uh, don't normally listen to it on the radio, well, when things like this happen, what you want to do is you want to go to your TuneIn radio app and search Sports Byline, and you can listen to the show live and free every day at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern. So hello to everybody who is listening right now on TuneIn Radio. 
And when I get any update on what's going on with video, I will let you all know. And when it's up and running, I will uh, let you know that you can head over there and watch. But for now, you will just have to listen to the radio show. Man, oh, man. Audio files are very happy right now. The way things used to be. Well, audio files can always listen. You don't have to watch a video. You can listen on Sports Byline every day if you want to. You don't have to look at my ugly mug. Now, we've got a lot to get into. We're going to get into uh, Forbidden Door here in a moment. But a quick note that tonight is Raw. And there are four things advertised for the show. And this is important, as we're going to get to in a moment. We have Dominic Mysterio addressing Cody. We have Seth Rollins giving an update on his condition following Finn Balor's attack. My presumption is he's all right. We have a Money in the Bank summit with all of the women, Becky, Trish, Zoe, Zelina, Eosky, and Bailey. And we have Ronda Rousey and Raquel Rodriguez. Now, on Friday, I did a preview for SmackDown. And we went down all of the matches and angles that were advertised. And when all was said and done, three of them did not occur. Now, again, I've said this countless times. When people try to tell me it's exactly the same as it used to be, it's not. I mean, this this Friday was actually the way that it used to be, which was you advertise a whole bunch of matches, and then the day of the show, you'll never guess who shows up, scraps and rewrites the entire show, well, old Vince McMahon. And he did it the night after WrestleMania, and, uh, and then he went home, and he worked remotely. But in general, you know, for the most part, everything had been going along the way that it was going along before he came back. And you could see there were things that his fingerprints were all over and that sort of thing. But in general, it was still Triple H running the show. And he would shoot angles, and he would announce matches, and then they would deliver it. And it was to the point where you could count on one hand in the last 10 months or so where they advertised something and did not deliver it. And guess what happened Friday? Vince showed up. He rewrote the entire show. He scrapped three different advertised matches and just, you know, whatever. I mean, that Bailey match, Bailey and Shotzi was for the spot in the Money in the Bank match, which is coming up on uh, Sunday. I guess it's Sunday, right? Saturday, whatever it is. I don't even know. But the point is, that's a Money in the Bank match. Uh, and it just didn't happen. So... You know, people were very frustrated, and the word was, well, what are we going to do about it? Like, you ain't telling Vince what to do. So uh, Dave last night on the show noted that people are trying to figure out a way to gracefully approach Vince McMahon and just go, brother, can you stop doing this? Like, we're trying to book a show here. If you want to, you know, give advice or if you want to do whatever, that's fine, but like, we can't be advertising matches and doing these storylines and having them all thrown out the window. So we'll see if he's there tonight. I just read up. I just read the lineup. So essentially, you'll know how much of a hand Vince had in it, uh, depending on how many of these matches and segments actually take place as advertised. But uh, not a good sign on Friday when uh, all of these things that were advertised didn't end up taking place because Vince decided that he wanted to do something else. And I can't really say that it made for a better show. Well, Money in the Bank is on Saturday, although it will not run head-to-head with Collision, taking place at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m., I guess, over in the U.K. So it will not be interfering with Collision, so we will not have that first matchup 
of the AEW versus WWE slash NXT premium live events. But it is going to be a big day on Saturday, and I guess we'll see if there is any. We'll find out about the collision rating, but if there's any idea that fatigue will run down wrestling fans, I don't I don't really believe that to be the case overall, although I'm you know, I'm sure there's people who have studied this far more than I have that that can determine that sort of thing, but we'll find out, I guess, coming up on Saturday. Well, Forbidden Door was yesterday. And uh, what a show this was. And we got a lot to talk about. So before we go over the results, a couple of notes and updates from the show. The only confirmed injury that we know about is Brian Danielson broke his arm in the main event. And what happened was they did in a spot near the finish where he went for a dive, Okada caught him, and then gave him a tombstone on the ramp. And he threw him into the ring, and he hit a flying elbow, and Brian had his arm in the wrong place, and he broke his arm. And for the next 10 minutes, they had to switch around everything that they were going to do because he only had one arm. And I still thought that it was an excellent match, but it was nowhere near the match that I expected. And it probably was never going to be the match I expected because they did a match earlier in the show with Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay, and this match was so unbelievably incredible. And the crowd went so completely nuts for the match that there was uh, long segments in the Jericho match that followed that didn't have heat. And there were long segments in the Danielson match before he broke his arm that didn't have any heat. The crowd was tired. And if you watch a lot of Okada, there's a lot of Okada matches where the match is 30 minutes. And the first 20 minutes are good, strong, solid pro wrestling. But it's the last 10 minutes where the match becomes fantastic. And the last 10 minutes of this match had no chance to become fantastic because the dude broke his arm. And they still managed to pull it off pretty damn well, all things considered. You're not going to see a lot of matches where a guy breaks his arm and it still ends up as good as this one did. But you could you could see that this was not what it was supposed to be. And he's probably going to be about six to eight weeks out. And hopefully back in time for the Wembley show. And I would presume at some point down the road we'll probably get another okada Brian Danielson match that Okada will win in New Japan. But, uh, you know, there's been no indication other than Brian Danielson said he wants another match and this time he wants to break Okada's arm. So that's the only real confirmed injury. I think, and this I'm not reporting this, this is my opinion as a human being, I think Sting got messed up in his match. And uh, we can talk about that more after the break, but he got clonked right in the head by Sammy Guevara, and he was not the same afterwards, and the match like completely fell apart from that point, and he was forgetting spots, he wasn't getting out of the way of things in time, I mean, it was, it kind of fell into disaster mode, and, uh, you know, after the match, I mean, he was in the press conference, and he seemed to be all there mentally, he was clearly hurting, but they announced a match for him and Jericho on Wednesday, so the presumption is that he's all right. But that's the guy I would have checked out. And then in the Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega match, they did a Tiger Driver 91. And I don't want people to get upset about what I called it as opposed to what actually happened like they did on Twitter. And, uh, man, he got dropped right on his head. And guys get, quote, dropped on their heads a lot. But uh, this was not in air quotes. He got dropped right on his head. 
and then his body fell on his head and neck. And it looked like he could have broken his neck. After the show, he appeared fine. He said he was fine. But that's another one that probably should be checked out. But in both of those cases, the official word is they're all right. And uh, both were very, very scary. The only other injury-related thing, I guess, would just be uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. I mean, he has no official injury. But, man, that dude can't run. He can't jump. His knee, his left knee in particular, is just totally shot. He managed to get through a match with MJF, and it actually turned into a pretty damn good match. But that guy, I have no idea how he's going to do the G1 this year. So those are the big injury-related stories. And we can talk about all of the matches afterwards and what happened to our own filthy Tom Lawler. So back in a moment to kick it off Observer Live. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. And our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-617-5145. 800-617-5145-800-617-5145. That's 800-617-5145. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. Hey, 
tickets, and we'll change it, cancel it, and fix it for you. We know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airlines don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 855-325-5647-855-325-5647-855-325-5647. That's 855-325-5647. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, uh, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. we got Forbidden Door to talk about. And it was a great show. Unfortunately, not on the show was our own filthy Tom Lawler. And you remember about a month ago, we were uh, talking about the MJF versus Adam Cole feud. And, you know, we're talking about when are they going to do their match, probably not at Forbidden Door. And, you know, then I, I got word that on the day before Forbidden Door, the Saturday before Forbidden Door, Adam Cole and Britt Baker were scheduled for an appearance at a Comic-Con in Washington State. And I remember thinking, well, I guess they're not on the show then. Well, I was wrong. They went to the Comic-Con in Puyallup, Washington, which for those of you that have uh, ever been to Washington uh, or haven't been, you know, Puyallup is, I mean, it's where Craig lives. And uh, it's all called the armpit of Washington. Well, that's Tacoma, but it's close. But anyway, uh, this is where this is where we run the Washington State Fair. It's at the fairgrounds. Like I've only ever been there, and been surrounded by cows, and dung. So I heard, my God, they're at a Comic Con at the at the Puyallup Fairgrounds. So, but they were, and then uh, I, I I you know, I I would like to have gone just to witness that spectacle. But I was I was here in Cannon Beach. But they they then took a red eye to Toronto. And apparently when Adam Cole showed up in Toronto, I mean, he had it all. Chills, fever. I mean, this, this brother was sick. And so his match with Filthy Tom Lawler was canceled. And, you know, poor Tom, devastated. And he ended up getting a match with Serpentico on the pre-show that he won in four minutes. But, man... Felt so bad for the guy. And I can't predict the future. I don't know what's going to happen. But I do know this. What I heard, and we couldn't even talk about it on this show because people don't like to hear spoilers. When I heard that Tom debuted and attacked Adam Cole, I was sad it was on Rampage. I would have liked to have been on Dynamite or on Collision. You know, big time A show, big debut. But it was on Rampage. But, you know, what happens, happens. So I was excited he was going to be on on Forbidden Door, and then this happened. And I know he's very he's very uh, upset about it, but this is what I this is what I think as a as a man who has a positive attitude in life. Yesterday at the press conference, Tony Khan did say that he's going to try to put the match together when Tom is available. So I'm hoping that maybe Tom will get to do this match on Dynamite live or on Collision Live, 
and ultimately, at the end of the day, end up in front of a far larger audience than he would have done at the pay-per-view because, you know, it'll do 140,000 buys or something like that. And, you know, he got a couple of friends coming over or whatever. Doing this on Dynamite or on Collision, TBS, TNT, big match with Adam Cole, maybe at the end of the day this will be fortuitous for our friend Filthy Tom. And uh, we can only hope that's how this all ends up. But, you know, it was it was stated by Tony. He's going to try and put the match together. So hopefully he does, because I was really looking forward to that match. Yeah, I think we all were, obviously, because Filthy was going to be involved. And it was going to be, you would figure, a really good match. You know, Filthy knows those guys. He knows a little something about Red Dragon and, and that whole crew. So I was really looking forward to seeing him. I was really looking forward to Royce Isaacs possibly getting himself involved in all of this too. But like you mentioned, there were 14 matches on that pay-per-view last night, including Tom's on the pre-show. There was a lot of stuff that happened, and because of the nature of it being a pay-per-view, you weren't going to get the eyeballs that you could possibly get you know, a ninth of the eyeballs that you would get for a really well-rated Dynamite. So I hope it does come to pass, and I hope he does do it on Dynamite and do it on a big show. Dynamite collision doesn't matter. As long as it's a big moment for Filthy, I'll be satisfied. All right, the main show. Some quick notes here. MJF beat Tanahashi. I mean, Tanahashi, I saw this match. I saw the match with Swerve. Man, this guy is immobile but he is a very very smart worker mjf did a very good job with him i thought at the end of the day it was a good match mjf won hitting him with the dynamite uh, dynamite diamond ring tanahashi got a visual pinfall at one point over the aw champion they went on first they went 15 minutes i mean for a 15 minute match with a guy that you know can barely move i thought they actually did kind of a hell of a job I do not think that Tanahashi needs to be in the G1. I think he needs to take an extended period of time off. He did an interview saying something like, well, you know, if there's a torn ligament, I'll go to the doctor, but otherwise I just tape it up. Brother, you need to go to the doctor. Something's wrong with your legs. So, uh, yeah, MGF retained the title. A lot of good heat. Good opener. He's 46 years old going on 64, Hiroshi Tanahashi is, and... If it wasn't for the fact that it was Hiroshi Tanahashi and MJF and their charisma is enough to carry the entire thing, I wouldn't call it a good match. It was a very good performance by MJF, unfortunately working around a statue with Hiroshi Tanahashi. And I was surprised, you know, I don't know what you thought of, of, of Swerve. You know, great moment for Swerve being able to wrestle Tanahashi, same thing for MJF, but I was surprised that Swerve was the one who they decided to put against Tanahashi on Friday. I was really kind of surprised by that with the losing Saturday. Streak. Saturday, I'm sorry. The night the before. Streak. Yeah, with the losing streak that Swerve has been on and the fact that Tanahashi, but then again, I guess if you have Tanahashi here, you're trying to get 800,000 eyes, you're going to put him on there. I, I, get, I sort of understand that, but why that wasn't a four-minute squash for Tanahashi just to show off when he had this match with MJF coming up and the G1, I don't know. But I'll say this. Watch the G1, not because you're going to expect Tanahashi to win the thing, but because this is probably it. It is, I put it on Twitter this morning, it is truly walk and talk time for Tanahashi. Go out there like the honky-tonk man, play air guitar, find somebody that will fall down for you so you don't have to, 
get the win, play air guitar again, and go home because I don't want to see him try to wrestle 15 to 20-minute matches you know, every month or, or twice a month, if it's going to look like this, it, it's just, it's, there's no reason to do it. CM Punk versus Kojima. This was CM Punk's first singles match in 10 months. He had done two multi-person matches on collision. And the one two weeks ago, I mean, he didn't do a lot at all. He maybe wrestled for four minutes. The one on Saturday night, he was, he did a lot more. In fact, they got the heat on him for a long time. And uh, this one here was one-on-one with Kojima for 14 minutes. And I thought this was a great match. I thought CM Punk looked great. I thought Kojima looked great. The story everyone's been talking about is what kind of reactions Punk going to get outside Chicago. And the answer is a John Cena reaction. And whatever percentage you want to give it is whatever percentage you want to give it. But in this match here, I mean, he was almost universally booed. He did not care at all. In fact, I shouldn't even say he didn't care. I think he liked it. He reveled in it. He played it up. He played total heel against Kojima. And at the end of the day, he hit him with the uh, the GTS, which was not a very good GTS, to be honest. Although, as someone did note, he actually hit a GTS to Kojima's bread basket. Ha-ha! <laughs> and he pinned him. And then afterwards, he raised his hand, and he bowed to him, and it was a total babyface CM Punk as he left the ring. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting going forward to see how he uh, is cheered and booed in various places, how he reacts to it. Like, on, on Saturday night, he was mostly hated by the end of the match, but he still played the babyface role, and he was on the babyface team. This one here, it was just like, he's going full bore heel on this guy. And uh, and he loved it, and uh, and that was the match. So he now moves on in the men's Owen Hart tournament, which I presume he is going to win. I have full confidence in his dexterity to be able to go back and forth during a match and be able to take in whatever the crowd is giving him and then shoot it back out in a in whatever way he needs to. On Sunday, Satoshi Kojima was the perfect opponent because he has been around for a long time. He is a legend. And he does know how to work with a lot of guys, including a lot of Americans, and has been in a lot of situations. So it was easy for him to really ramp up being the good guy in that match and Punk going after him. It will be interesting to see when it comes to the rest of the roster and people who are a lot less experienced how it's going to be if Punk decides to change gears mid-match because it's just so overwhelmingly against him. We had Orange Cassidy, Zack Sabre Jr., Shibata, and Daniel Garcia four-way for the international title. Very good match. Orange Cassidy won after stealing the pin from Shibata. Obviously, the knee-jerk reaction from the what about folks is, Ah, you yell when they do that. Yeah, I do yell when they do that in WWE because they do in every last single multi-person match. But they do not do that in AEW. And while they did do that here, there was a reason for it. And the reason for it is that uh, Shibata and Orange Cassidy are doing a feud. And they started out as partners, and then Orange Cassidy accidentally punched out Shibata to lead to the finish of that match. Then Shibata had the win here, but Orange tossed him out of the ring and stole the pin. So they are clearly leading to Orange Cassidy-Shibata one-on-one for the international title, and probably also... A Zack Sabre Jr. Orange Cassidy match for the international title, both of which I'm totally fine with. 
So uh, this was a very good match, and uh, Orange has now tied Jade Cargill in the number of title defenses. We'll get Mike's thoughts on this and more after the break of Observer Live. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So Call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328-800-293-0328-800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again? Somebody has to do something. Well, someone did. That's why I use Upside. Upside? What's that? It's a free app that pays you back real money for every gallon of gas or diesel you buy. I just earned 25 cents back on every gallon of this tank. Hold on. So the Upside app is free and you actually get cash back every time you use it? No strings attached? Yep, it's awesome. Check it out. It only takes a couple of minutes to sign up. Instead of just watching your dollars go into your tank, start putting money back into your wallet with the free app from Upside. With the price of gas today, it's big news and big money. To cash out of your Upside cash, just transfer it to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card. Upside users have already earned over $200 million. Now it's your turn. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code GAS11. For an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's code GAS11. Use code GAS11. For an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill-up. Cashback's not available in gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Anything you want to add about that four-way 
a lot of fun. I thought it was a lot of fun between all four of those guys. And, you know, MJF and Tanahashi obviously were very limited in CM Punk and Kojima. You got what you got there. But once these four stepped in the ring, you know, I think for a lot of people who've never seen Zack Sabre Jr. before or had limited viewership of him before, he really was the one I thought who came out of this thing really, really shining, though. And Cassidy, the way it ended... They have been kind of saying that, man, you know, he is holding on by threads and they are literally squeezing all of the juice they can out of his uh, his international title reign. So, you know, it fits in that get him getting that roll up with how things have been going for him and how they've kind of talked about the fact that he's been able to hold on to that thing for this long. We had Sonata and Jungle Boy. And if you missed Rampage, the main event of Rampage was Jungle Boy versus Doki. And these fans absolutely, totally turned on Jungle Boy in that match. And they were going nuts for Doki, although they did pronounce it Dookie the entire match, which is okay. You're allowed to pronounce anything however you want. But uh, Jack Perry was booed out of the building, and he played it up. And so they came into this match here with Sonata, and this was a match that was good, but like literally never got out of first gear. You were expecting it to get out of first gear. And then all of a sudden, Sonata gave him a moonsault and pinned him in about 10 minutes, I think it was. 10 minutes, 45 seconds. And then, you know, it was just it was over. And I was like, wow, this is the story of both men's careers right now. Guys who are really good, but they're missing something. And this match was missing something. And so it's over, and Hook's out there, and he goes to raise Jungle Boy's hand. And man... You know, sometimes they take their time with these storylines. They, uh, you know, they last a while. Not this one. He raised this guy's hand. Jungle Boy took his head off of the clothesline, beat the hell out of him. Taz on commentary is is swearing and he's angry, but he says, you know, I'm not going to get involved. My son is a grown ass man. And the fans chant, "You effed up," at Jungle Boy, and then he mocked his own dance, walked to the back. He is a full fledged. 100% heel, and he will be feuding with Hook over Hook's FTW title. I am all for all of this, even though I think there was more they could have done as a pretty babyface tag team. What's done is done, and let's get this show on the road. I'm all for all of this because I think Jack Perry has been, from what I've seen of him, incredibly overrated with him being as really good as he I still haven't really seen it you know in comparison I should say to other people including guys like let's say Daniel Garcia or uh, you know again some some of the other people that they have there you know pillars included especially Darby Allen and Sammy I mean I don't see it but I'm really willing to give this as a shot with him as a heel, especially if he gets back with Christian, because I think that is going to be the place where he can get all of the heat. And, I, and obviously there's a worry about him being overshadowed by Christian because he's Christian's so incredible. But I think he's the perfect person to pair back up with him to work on his heel game. And considering that Luchasaurus seems to be with Christian taking all of the glory when it comes to his TNT title run, I you know I don't know how long they're going to go with Hook in Jungle Boy and if it's all about the FTW title, but that's a combination I would love to see get back together with. Ten minutes, this match at ten minutes was fine because 
that crowd, for as good as Sonata is technically, he is missing something. And the fact of the matter is, the people that were there did not react to him as they did to some others, the same way they did to Tanahashi or Kojima any or of Naito them. or Okada or anybody. Frickin' Doki and, got a better reaction on yeah. Friday. And and that's and that's where Sonata is at. Now, he is obviously much more popular in Japan, but even there... You know, this IWGP championship reign, I like the new look. I like some of the things they've done with him. But I I, I fear at the end of the day that it really is going to be the same old Sonata. I, I still haven't gotten over that hump. Hey, listen, I don't want to get on old Sonata here because folks get mad at me even though it's right in front of their faces. But I do have to say this, okay? Sonata is not an overly charismatic guy, okay? He's not a projector, no. When you have a guy who is not overly charismatic... I realize that it's a new Sonata, it's a new gimmick, the storyline that he's now champion, he hasn't law, et cetera, et cetera. But man, this makeover where he is now even more generic than ever, I don't like it. Bro, this guy's hair, this guy, if nothing else, his hair game was incredible back in the day. It was, it was. always something different. It was always something that stood out. You know, he didn't stand out really in a lot of other ways. He was a great athlete, but, you know, he had really good matches, but he didn't have great matches. He was rarely in a match of the year contender unless it was like, you know, with uh, Okada or whoever. But, you know, when you when you don't really stand out in matches, in the charisma department, in the interview department, anything like that, you got to have something, dude, whether it's your gear or your hair and, you know, they, they, they stripped that away from him. And, you know, people have gone, ah, oh, you know, I think he looks younger or whatever. I don't care if he looks younger, dude. I want him to stand out in some way. Well, and why and, he cut his hair off, I don't understand. Well, I, I get it as part of the gimmick he was going for, shaving the face, shaving the hair, getting a new, going back to square one again. I mean, they kind of mentioned that on the broadcast, him being called out. But one of the other problems is... You're trying to serve two masters here with New Japan and AEW and New Japan's angles and stories and things like that. And part of the buildup of this in the Japanese press is that Sonata is kind of disinterested with this guy who was being described as Jack Perry's son or, or, or as, uh, as Luke Perry's son as opposed to professional wrestler Jungle Boy Jack Perry. So you have him kind of showing disinterest and things like that during the match, which, you know, again, ultimately to somebody who doesn't follow New Japan, it doesn't help. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't help the situation. We had the Elite versus the Blackpool Combat Club 22-minute match. This match was great. Everybody looked good, all sorts of crazy stuff. The fans went nuts for Ishii. Him and, uh, let's see, it was it was Ishii and Takeshita were Takeshita, great together. Yeah. John Moxley and Eddie Kingston were great together. Bucks did all of their usual stuff. I mean, it was just an excellent match. And uh, finally, at the end, Ishii ended up pinning Wheeler Yuta and uh, hit him with the Brain Buster, pinned him. And the story throughout most of the match was that Eddie Kingston... He's just conflicted. He hates Claudio Castagnoli. He loves John Moxley, but he's very upset with John Moxley. But he just can't bring himself to want to kill John Moxley. He don't mind fighting him, but at the end of the day, he's he's his guy. And so he was conflicted during the match. At one point, he saved he saved uh, John Moxley from a double super kick by the Bucks, and he took the bullet himself. So they're furthering that. Moxley and uh, and Eddie seems to be coming up next, although Eddie's going to be leaving for the G1, so we'll have to see what they do there. But thought the match was great. 
I, I thought it was a lot of fun, and I love the interactions between Ishii and Takeshita as well. Takeshita is a star. You know, you watch him for all those years in the orange trunks and, and colorful and being this guy in DDT with all this. And you see him now just standing there. And I, I never would have believed it. You dress him in all black, give him no facial expressions, and he'd be just as over, if not more. But he is. And obviously the Don Callis saved himself for a little bit later on in the show. But that is a combination that is really top-notch and was a, a wise decision to go ahead and switch to catch the heel. Then we had uh, Tony Storm, Willow Nightingale for the AW Women's Title ten minute match. Thought it was very good. I am a huge fan of Tony of late. I think that ever since she actually won the women's title, not the interim title, not the whatever, actually beating the champion for the title, I think her interviews have been a thousand times better. I think her work. I think she's finally doing whatever everybody expected out of her when she first came to the company. Willow, people love her. Does a great job. I like this match a lot. Tony Storm beat her, retained the title, and uh, it was good. Yeah, I wish that WWE time never happened with Tony Storm. You know, lost a lot of momentum that way, but I agree with you. I thought this was a very good match. Let's see if we get a rematch out of it. I'm sure that we will. I don't know if it'll be for the IWGP World Women's Championship because Willow Nightingale, for those who don't know, has now been challenged by Julia. And she accepted. Yes, she did. We have got uh, that. She's going to get headbutted. Top three matches here. We kind of talked about a little bit. So Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega was just like one of the greatest matches you'll ever see. I mean, it was just absolutely unbelievable. From an athletic point of view, you bet. (laughs) The only, I mean, the only negative was when the ref kicked out Don Callis, and then Don just came back, and the ref did nothing about it. And I would have hated it a lot more if it would have directly led to the finish. But his returning set up a spot where he handed the screwdriver to Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay stabs Kenny Omega with the screwdriver. He hits him with the Stormbreaker. Like, everybody thought it was over, but Kenny's foot is on the ropes. And the place just goes nuts for that near fall. And then Ospreay hit him with his own series of moves for the finish, hits him with the one-winged angel. Kenny kicks out at one, which got by far, and it's not even close, the biggest pop of anything on the entire show. Kenny makes a big comeback, but ultimately Osprey kills him, hits the uh, Hidden Blade Stormbreaker, wins the IWGP US title. And, uh, you know, they had the, the Tiger Driver spot, which it's one of those things where would this match have been any worse without that spot? Of course not. It didn't need that spot. Or you could have done the same spot, but, like, you know, don't actually drop him on his head. Uh, you know, control him a little bit better, drop him more on his upper back or whatever. But they did it, and uh, I wish they wouldn't have. But, you know, it's certainly, it's not like it made the match better. It's one of those spots where it would have been just as great, if not better, by the way, because I wouldn't have been taken out of the match worrying that somebody actually killed themselves. But I thought it was uh, better than the Dome. I think probably the best match of the year. Uh, I won't say by miles because the Dome match actually happened. But it was absolutely unbelievably like if there was nothing else on this show it still would have been worth 50 bucks i mean it was great it it, look it i no nitpicking you know did i think it was a little too long sure i think they do a lot yes but you know what for their fans that's what they wanted for this show there was a lot that was not i would consider great 
but these are this is this is a show for the hardest of the hardcore fans. They're fans of both products. They're they're they know what Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay have done in matches before. So they they know the callback spots. They know again. This was an athletic spectacle again between these two guys and. I guess my question is where the screwdriver that we joked about originally when it started coming into play that somebody was getting screwed. I don't know why they have gone back to that constantly without explaining how it came into play in the first place. You know, just kind of like it happens to be there and they still haven't really tied that into to any of the stories at all. But I don't know if this leads into forbidden or leads into all out or all in or what it's or the next year's dome show. I have no idea, but for sure we are going to have a third match between these guys. And I'm not sure. I don't know how physically they can continue to top it. Sting Darby and Naito beat Jericho, Sammy and Minoru Suzuki. We talked about this earlier. Hopefully everybody is all right in this match, but uh, I was pretty worried about sting through this entire thing, but you know, they set up Sting and Darby versus The Painmaker and Sammy Guevara in like an Anything Goes match on Wednesday. So, I mean, when it was over, the presumption was by everybody that Sting was all right. But, man, I don't know. That was a man, scary Ta- match. Tanahashi's 46 going on 64. Sting is legitimately 64 years old. And when Sammy's head looked like he hit him on that move, yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was tough to see. Back in a moment with more Observer Live. In this town from a few days ago The girl I kinda see, you know I love her so We live in a shack up on the hill and I'm behind the range with purple and deep they call me Big Bad John. Observer Live. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495. 800-788-1495. 800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. This is a true sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend, and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, 
Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free Pricing information. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. That's 800 915 9654. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Danielson Okada, talked about that earlier. Great match. Hopefully Brian Danielson ends up all right and back soon from his broken arm. But, uh, yeah, nothing really to add about that one. Just an excellent main event. Had a hard time following the Osprey Omega match, and even Danielson himself said, man, I didn't want to follow that match. But you never know going in when you when you put a card together. You just never know what's going to happen. And who knows how that match would have been had he not broken his arm. Someday I'm sure we'll find out when they run it back again. But a very, very good main event and an excellent Forbidden Door. Absolutely. I was happy for a lot of old pros on that show, whether it be CM Punk and Kojima, who... Man, I remember Kojima being brought over to the United States along with Tai Okea by MLW when Punk was there in like 2002 when that Punk company started, 2003, whatever it was. And then, you know, them in ROH and to see Tanahashi and MJF getting a chance to wrestle him and Osprey and Omega again, obviously, Danielson and Okada, a match we never thought we'd see. You know, I just... I'm very happy. Even Sting being involved in Minoru Suzuki, obviously for the shape both those guys are in, they're amazing for their ages. But to have those other guys be able to have that experience in there, Sting and Jericho, I mean, across from each other, all that stuff. I mean, again, you can nick, nitpick this show to death if you want to, but that's that's not really, to me, what this is about. It's a five-hour vacation for a wrestling fan. So, you know, again, kudos to everybody involved and... If you liked it, you liked it. If you didn't, you didn't, and that's how it goes. Remember all right, we're out of time. Yep, I'll be back later on tonight with Dave covering Raw and all of the news. No Filthy Tom show today because he isn't back home until tonight, so we'll figure that out for later on this week. And uh, back here again tomorrow for Wrestling Observer Live. Thanks, Mike, as always. Callers and listeners. Mike, as always. Callers and listeners, even though we had no callers and barely any listeners, at least video-wise. Everyone at Sports Byline. Mightier 1090 AM. We'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.